and welcome back to Rants for the Road. I had a bit of a long weekend, but here I am. I've got some interesting notions that used to be common sense, but since a lot of people don't seem to get it these days, of course it's not taught or not in the public sphere. Thought I'd give it a mention. What I want to say is start by making a what should be an obvious statement. Secularism is the death knell of our nation. That's been for some time. Signals the end of civil society. The end of our certainly the end of our freedoms. It's still amazing. I mean, the left thinks they're creating a utopia. But they can't even get along with each other as one victim group cannibalizes another victim group. And other victim those victim groups become victimizers. You know why? Pretty simple. Secularism is the idea that individual separate relativistic moralities and truths can coexist all together. They can't. Because many of them will be polar opposites. Those, that's just that's just the that's just the most extreme examples. Even even the ones that have slight variations, we, we see it already. They're already fighting each other. It doesn't take much to trigger folks these days. You don't have to be the polar opposite of them to make them angry anymore. Just differ on one or two key factors, and that's it. It's war. How could they possibly expect a, relative, a relativistic morality to be able to work in any civilized society? Well, obviously they can't. People who are actually buying into this are completely ignorant of that fact, somehow. Honestly, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how they could be ignorant of that fact since <laughs> all you have to do is look around. The, the evidence piles up around us by the day. And I guess it's, our, yeah, it's part of what I've always been saying. we got to keep speaking the truth, living the truth, because those are the people we need to wake up. Wake up to the truth of what's going on. It's not my truth. It's not the truth of any sect. It's a simple, universal truth. And the evidence of it is, is all around us, like I said. And we have to point it out every day. People will enter a state of denial to avoid seeing it 
if they don't, if it's not brought out to their attention. Some of them will still refuse to see it. Some of them don't want to. Those people you can't help. Those people are completely closed-minded, will not listen to any other opinions from their own. But I don't think they're, I, don't, I do not believe that they are a majority of people who generally tend to lean left towards secularism. Because it's not just the left. I, I hate using those terms. I don't know what else to call it though, left, right, because there's so many, so many corollaries, so many places where they cross over that you can't really distinguish them in a lot of cases. Certainly not the extremists of both sides. The extremists of both sides are practically the same people. They all want the same things. Those are the people that are in true danger. Those are, those are the people that... Well... They follow the 1%, if you will. 1% at the top, the people who know what's going on, who really see the big picture, who know why we have a secular society, because they are the ones who engineered it. And if you, if you understand why secularism is bad for society, you'll understand why that top 1%, those elites, want it so badly. Well, let's think about it. If you cannot, if you cannot depend on the people, all in a secular society, all with their individual relativistic moralities, to get along and be civil with each other, then what must you do? What becomes ultimately absolutely necessary? You must have a tyrannical government. Cracks down on all uncivility. It cracks down on it. It keeps the peace through force and fear, through the stripping of, of rights and freedoms. And of course, you know, it'll... <laughs> the government will naturally have a perfect excuse for doing so. When the people see the mass violence and riots and the, the fighting and the... I mean, it's already happening, and we see it every day, but it hasn't reached that critical mass level yet. Because most of us still have a pretty good life. Most of us have not been horribly afflicted by the misery that the left is causing. Not yet. That's what they're striving to do, though. They're trying every day. But once we do... There's really only two options at that point. Either the war of words stops or the war of bullets begins, and I've already mentioned that's the end of our republic. The destruction and violence will be nationwide. There will be no safe place. There will be starvation. Complete collapse of our infrastructure. Economic systems. Most of the country will die. Not from the war itself, but from the consequences of it. 
Now, the elites, they understand that. I'm, I can only imagine that they are betting on themselves here. They are betting that they can ride in on the white horse, per se. Which was the, it's always their plan. It just depends on which way it goes. If the people cry out for somebody to put an end to all this uncivility, incivility, it's a good word for that. The people cry out for law and order to be restored. Then the government steps in as the hero and declares martial law, sets down freedoms, and oh, lo and behold, the crime rate drops to zero. Imagine that. Heroes of the day. Even though they're the ones who created the situation that started it. Or, if it does come to war, I'm assuming they're prepared for that. They'll have somebody that'll be ready to take control of the military, come in and establish law and order by force and fear and take away rights and pretty much the same thing, only with more bloodshed. But they still come out, you know, looking like the heroes. That's, that's the plan. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying that's the plan that the elites have. It's the only reason to do this. It's the only reason to support this kind of insanity. Secularism is death to society. Or at least it's death to the ability of society to self-govern. This nation, this government was designed for a self-governing people. Read John Adams, okay? Man was genius. Constitution is only good for a right for a religious and moral people it is absolutely unsuitable to the governance of any other. John Adams. Okay? I have that I have that quote memorized, okay? Because it is absolute truth. The Constitution cannot govern a people who will not govern themselves. And a, and a society filled with conflicting moral relativistic values cannot govern itself. It will only fight amongst themselves. It will only create division and anger and hatred and fighting, which is exactly what we're seeing today. And of course, each side says, well, if the other side would just shut up and do as we say, then everything would be fine. That's never going to happen, folks. Never. Never. Never, never, never. Read some human history, folks. There's thousands of years of it. It's never happened. It never will. Everyone has different opinions, different ideas, different ways of thinking. There are always going to be people who disagree. If you do not have a universal, uniting, moral code for everyone that everyone agrees to and generally abides by, then you will not have a civil society. And the government will have to step in and strip you of your rights and freedoms. And, right now, what has secularism done for us? Anyway, aside from the obvious negative impacts, well, what, just one good thing secularism does for us. Hmm? I guarantee you, the only thing you can come up with, you know, anything you come up with can all be tied back to one thing. The freedom to screw anything that walks. Pretty much what it boils down to. The freedom to do whatever disgusting, immoral thing we can think of in our heads to do. So that, you're going to tell me that that, that freedom is worth more to you than your First Amendment rights, 
your Second Amendment rights, your right to property, your right to representation. You'd rather have all that stripped away just so you can uh, go around banging everybody. That, that, is that what you're telling me? Really? Because I, I mean, what else is the left going? What, is, what else does the left go on, right? It's always it's always about some kind of immorality. It's either it's either you know, it's either again it's either a, a complete, completely against law and order, based on an emotional argument which has no facts attached to it whatsoever. Or it's about their need to fulfill their lusts. Since the former doesn't offer any freedoms to the people who are arguing, they're just 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 gives them a feel good. Then the only freedoms they're actually fighting for are the freedoms to go after whatever they lust for. Literally, that's the only freedom that they're that the left has that secularism offers. And aside from the obvious ramifications of that massive spread of STDs and so forth, there is, of course, a social impact, as I've already said. Not everyone's going to have the same opinions about, about even that aspect of it. Even if they agree on, in general principle, they won't agree on individual specifics. And we've already seen those individuals at each other's throats in today's modern society. We've seen transgenders go at and the, and the gays go at each other's throats over ridiculous crap. They've done it, folks. It's it's happening. How do you expect them to to create this utopian socials, uh, this utopian society? Where everyone just just believe and think and do whatever they want and uh, yeah, there won't be any ramifications. Oh yeah, we all just get along great. How do you expect that to happen? That's never going to happen. They can't even do it in their own groups. <laughs> Our founding fathers knew this because this isn't a new thing, folks. It ain't a new thing. Come on, people, read your history. The American, the decline of the Americans of American society is almost identical to the fall of Roman society. The Romans used to be a Christian nation too. Ever heard of the Roman Catholic Church? Kind of a big deal back then. And yet, what happened to it? Secularism, degeneration of moral values. And it spread, you know, obviously from the, the, uh, the population centers where most of it begins. And it just spread out from there. Now I know I'm I'm simplifying it greatly, but it, it the pattern, people, the pattern is the same. And they were doing the same things. 
They just didn't have a way to, you know, surgically alter the genders of people, but <laughs> they had cross-dressers. They had the gays. They had, they had all, they had, they had the people who believed in having sex with animals and everything else. Everything under the sun. It was all there. Everything that's here was there. And ultimately what happened? The nation split. Now, yes, I know that there were many, many causes of that. But I guarantee you, if there had been some underlying universal moral code that united them, that they all, or at least the majority of them, firmly believed in, it wouldn't have mattered what other, what other differences they may have had. They would have found a way to work them out because they all shared this same universal moral code, these principles. Principles are stronger than anything else. They can bind people who would have nothing else in common. They can bind them together on that. It's a very strong unifying force. And it's why the secularist elites have gone out of their way for decades to undermine it. Taking God out of the public sphere, out of schools, out of any public, any public sphere, taking it out, removing it from, our, from the public consciousness. Your friends in the media helped out by insulting, ridiculing anything Christian, destroying that universal moral bond that united the people of this country together despite our many other differences. I don't know what else to say, but it's... That has got to be the focal point. Every conversation for every freedom-loving American. I don't... I don't even care. If you don't... If you're not a Christian, or you're not a Christian, I don't care if you believe in all the tenets. I don't. It doesn't matter. You cannot deny the proof. You cannot deny the proof that a universal moral code principles unites us as a nation. And without them, we are divided. We are fighting each other. We are ripe for the destruction that the elites have brought upon us, so that they can come down and strip us of our freedoms and our rights. Because that will be the only way to restore order to a society that's at each other's throats. And that's where we are, folks. We're at each other's throats. And there's no, you know, there's nothing to unify us. There's nothing we can fall back on and say, hey, well, at least we agree on this. No, there's nothing. The elites saw to that. The elites, the politicians, their friends in the media... People who seek to dominate us, to strip us of our rights, which get in their way of complete control. If you've never been in a position of power, then it's easy to dismiss that, but power is corrupting, and that's, I know that's cliche now, but it's so true. And it's, it's corrupting because it's a drug. It's a drug. 
And like any other drug. Once you're hooked, you only want more. That's where these elites are. That's why they are that's why they're called career politicians. You realize that's a pretty modern invention. Being in politics used to be a sacrifice, used to be something that people would do for the love of their nation, and then they would leave and go back to their lives. Make way for another generation. It used to be a sacrifice because they actually cared about the principles upon which this nation was built, and they governed accordingly. If you do that, yes, it's a, it's a sacrifice. Because you have to sacrifice yourself, your desires, your personal ambitions for the good of the nation. That is not what politicians are doing today. It is the exact opposite. It is exactly what happens when people in positions of power become addicted to power. And there will never be enough power for them. That's why they're doing what they're doing, why they have been doing it for a long time. And that's why it is so imperative that those of us who know the truth speak it and speak it often. Because there are a lot of people out there who have been fooled because they have not been taught. These principles have been scrubbed from our society, from our public persona no longer exist so it, it, now it's just a matter of I mean if you're not if you're not if you're a parent you're not teaching your kids these things they're never gonna learn it and even if you do they could still be corrupted because like I said before this Secularism is very, is, is very tempting because it doesn't require you to do anything that you wouldn't normally want to do. It's human nature to want to be selfish, self-serving, to do whatever the flesh feels is right. It's our, nat it's our default state as human beings. often said that the purpose of life well at least one of the purposes of life must be to fight our natural inclinations but you can't do that without something to hang on to without something that you could put firm put your feet firmly on and say no this is where I stand you can't build a life of, oh, no, I won't do that, and I won't do that. That doesn't work. That's the way religion would have you believe. They're just a list of don't do's. You can't, you cannot possibly fight your own worst instincts like that. You have to have something positive that you can look to and say, this I will do. Because if you're doing this, then you're not doing that. You don't, need to, you don't need the do not do's, the do not do's, the do not do's, because if you do this, you automatically will not be doing that. And as far as, it, it, that's where that universal moral code comes in. 
It's not a list of don'ts, list of do's. Do treat your neighbor as yourself. Do love your fellow man. Do look in your own eye before pointing out the speck in your neighbors. Right? Do. <laughs> Do practice humility. Practice humility, you will not practice pride. Which always goes before a fall, right? I'm not I'm not preaching today, I'm just I'm just stating the very obvious right now. We see the way our society is right now. We see we can easily see the way it was when this was a Christian nation that actually did follow a universal moral code. It was not perfect, of course it wasn't. The left will constantly try to pick, pick out all the little problems and foibles with it. Well, you know what? We could do the same thing with your so-called utopian society right now. There is no perfect society. But at least we were free because we could self-govern. Because we could always, because we were united, because we could always fall back on that one thing that unites us. We no longer have that. And the only thing that's going to, the only thing that's going to stop us is either us or the government. And if the government does it, it will be at the expense of our freedoms. It's as simple as that, folks. Either we do it, or they do it for us, and it comes at a pretty big price. The only price of us choosing to act that way, choosing to live that way ourselves, is simply denying our own worst instincts. That's all that we have to pay. That's the only price we have to pay. But it's a lot easier to do that if you focus on the do's instead of the don'ts. Anyway. That's all I have for the day. You know, well, maybe for now. Maybe I'll be back later today. <laughs>